boxed, ready for Saturday morning's Greyhound Racing Wrap. Across Victoria, RSN 927 is talking greyhounds. Here's Simone Fisher. Hello, good morning and welcome to another edition of Talking Greyhounds. Saturday, September 22, the year is absolutely flying. As I say, good morning to you, Simone. How are you? Good morning, Trent. Yeah, very well, thank you. Gee, another busy week of racing we've had, haven't we? Yeah, we had the Speed Star at Sandown on Sunday night. I went out there and had a most enjoyable night and uh, Ashley Terry did uh, so well over in Adelaide a couple of nights ago as well. So we'll, uh, we'll give her a mention shortly. Uh, who's coming up on today's show? Well, this week I'll be chatting to David Wilcox, who's a relatively small unknown trainer, a hobby trainer, but he had his first city win on Nationals Night. And with Melbourne Cup preludes starting next week, Trent, I thought it might be a great time to take a trip down memory lane and I'll be catching up with Paul Bartolo to chat about his 2006 win and Quinella in the Melbourne Cup. Uh, Good stuff. Uh, Let's get stuck into the news of the week and uh, it'd be remiss of us to start uh, to... If we didn't start, is what I'm trying to say, <laughs> um, away from the speed start. It was a great night at Sandown. Always uh, enjoyable uh, series of these. It's just gaining momentum all the time, yep. isn't it? And the wagering and everything was up. And it's just a really great concept. You were out there, Trent. What was it like on the Yeah, on it, was, the track? it was really good. I, it's the first one I've been to. And I really enjoyed the fast pace. I mean, you, you never have to wait long for Greyhound races on a normal night. But um, with the race every seven minutes, you didn't really have time to do anything else. It was great. It was just... Uh, really fast pace, a bit like 2020 cricket, I suppose, to to use a bit of an analogy. And um, yeah, I really enjoyed it. You know, there's some people don't like the the head to head, the the match race betting format, but the turnover suggests otherwise. Um, a lot of people do a you know a lot of multis. They find five or six or seven or however many. I went for an eight league multi and got seven, but no, <laughs> we won't uh, we won't talk about that too much. But no, I thought it was fantastic, and yeah, I really enjoy it. And it makes you think, why haven't we been doing this for years? I know. It's just the most simple, basic coursing yep. on a, a track, yeah. around a, you know, a circle track. And, and I think, think I think it's got its place. Just a couple every year, mm. you know. Don't overdo it. It's a good product to introduce, you know, a couple of times a year. As I said, um, I think other states will will follow suit um, shortly. And um, I think it's definitely got a place. Uh, in the sport. And I think the fact that you don't have to trial specifically yeah. for that. If you had a really fast time back in like May, we saw some greyhounds ran their fastest time back in May. You don't necessarily have to be running a fast time right a week before it to get in, you know, if that holds up. And, and you know that, you know what's coming up. I just think it's absolutely tremendous. And you met Batman, didn't you, I as did, well? yeah. <laughs> I, I had a photo taken. It wasn't my idea, actually. Jason Adams just said, here, mate, give me your phone and have a photo with Batman. So I, obviously I didn't knock it back. And, uh, and I really enjoyed that. Got to get up close and personal with Batman and Rip and Sam as well and poke the bear at the um, at the presentation ceremony. And what it, what it, this event does do, it gives you an opportunity to see someone like Rip and Sam really show his best. Now, yeah. in, in a big field of, of eight, we've seen him. He gets back and... Um, you know, he probably isn't able to, to produce his best, but when he's only got one dog to get around mm. um, or one dog to go up against, he's got the whole track in front of him. And, right. and we saw the time that he recorded. Oh. I mean, he was flying. And he remember, he did record a time similar to yeah. that in an eight-dog field. That's right. But I, I just, yeah, it's just fantastic. I just think the dogs aren't getting injured. Yep. It, it's just pure you know, the purest form of running, really, head-to-head. So, And, of course, Rip and Sam, that 41-24, Poke the Bear, 29-12, Tornado Tears, 33-67. I mean, all phenomenal times. Yep. Fernando Bale, again, side all three winners of those main match Freak. races. And I just wanted to make mention about Rob Tester's calls. Yep. I watched them back-to-back the other day, and 
you really think, you know, two dogs, what, what can you say in 30 seconds? One's in front of the other, basically. He just, the yeah. commentary he provided for anyone that was would have been listening and not watching, it was outstanding. I think, you know, sometimes our race callers are a bit undervalued and appreciated. And it's not until something like that you think, gee, what a, a tremendous job he did. No, well said. I I concur, and uh, he's been in the game a long time and has been at the top of his game for a, a very long time as well. It's a great segue. Speaking of calls, there was an interesting one at Albion Park on Thursday night. Paul Dolan, of course, is bowing out. We had him on the show last week, was it? We had him on the show. Yes, yeah, we did. We did. Um, this was an interesting call at Albion Park from Thursday night. Take a listen. We're ready for a start and race five at Albion Park. And ready to go now. Stand by for a start. Racing and flying by the favourite slow to begin away fast there. Smart Marlow went to the lead certainly down. Over Alpha Mama followed then by Indian Giver. Up and around the outside is Dream Blast with a lap to go. Just in behind those Elfie Ulysses followed by Visigoth. Second last flyaway Barb and Emma's Magic is last of all as they turn to the back. In front here is the white Smart Marlow. By a length over Indian Giver, two away railing through Visigoth coming home strongly, followed by Alfie Ellis. He's off the back. Smart Marlow, the leader. Berman's trying for another winner. Smart Marlow, two in front of Indian Giver. Visigoth to the inside. Smart Marlow in front, class to home. Too good. Smart Marlow won the medley. Second, Visigoth. Third, Dream Blaster. Fourth, Emma's Magic. Followed there by Indian Giver. Flyaway Bar back in the pack. All Par Mama was back behind those in company with Alpha Ulysses in the first. Medley here for many a year. Oh, fantastic stuff. So in order there, we had the greats. Paul Ambrosoli, Ron Hawkswell, Josh Fleming, John Brash, and, of course, finishing with the outgoing Paul Dolan. What a real treat. It really was. When you think um, they probably had six, maybe seven seconds yep. each to get that out, how did they do it? Did they all just in line getting behind the well, microphone? Well, it sounds like they just sort of were there all in a line, like <laughs> yeah. back in primary school, and then, righto, you're out, next one in. Um, it was a bit, I wonder if that's – I guess you probably only yeah. really got one – or two set yeah. of binoculars, but what a great idea. Who yeah, came it was, up with that? I don't that? know, but yeah. it was a really good... <laughs> it really was. First medley I've heard in... Uh, obviously, they do it over in the UK with the Grand National and, and all that sort of stuff, um, and Matt Hill's been a part of that, but um, I've never seen it in greyhound racing before, but I think there should be more of it. It's fantastic stuff, and well done to Paul Dolan as well. We just give him one more farewell. Yeah. Um, absolute superstar of the sport, and we wish him well with uh, whatever he chooses to do moving forward. Sounds like he's not too keen to get back behind the microphone as he as we as he suggested to us last week. But uh, yeah, go and enjoy your retirement, Paul. I did send him a message during the week and said, you know, how are you feeling emotionally? I think for him the time is right. Yeah. So it's it's he said I'm you know it's a celebration. No regrets. So, yeah. No move regrets. forward. Exactly. So best of luck to John Brash. She's now taking over yes, the job. Yes, the bunny. Yeah. Good luck to uh, to John Brash up in Queensland. All right, let's get back to a uh, more local point of view. And great night for the Vicks in Adelaide on Thursday night, and more specifically, Ashley Terry. Yeah, what a terrific tra- training effort there, taking out the South Australian Oaks with My American Girl and also Nervous and Weird, the South Australian Derby. Both dogs are from the same litter, and I've been mentioning these greyhounds and others from the litter nearly every week in fast times, up the straight at Hillsville, some of the provincial tracks. Gee, they've been flying. So absolutely terrific effort there for Ashley Terry, from Ashley Terry. Jezelenko made a winning return. Yes, must be football fever time <laughs> that um, he thought he'd better put his best foot forward. So having his, um, he won his first race start since April, and that was on Sunday at sale. After his retirement, started the $1.30 favourite. It was a veterans race, but a handy 24.84 time as well there. Over to Horsham and Summer Sky for Ron McCulloch took out the President's Cup in 27.34. Good time there over the 4.85 metre trip. Uh, $15,000 to the winner. And again tonight we get um, not really a match race but we get Rip and Sam and Tornado Tears 
going up against each other in the Top Cat video final at the Meadows over the 7.25. And the Melbourne show starts today. It does, yes. So they'll be um, showcasing our hounds, our retired hounds. Did in Ga- the... Gap have a, a, a stall out they, there? Or a... They do. They have a stand in the... Stand. I think yep. it's in the Lifestyle Pavilion. Yep. Um, but look, I went to these many, many years ago and um, they used to win awards for their display. Mm. Um, and I think, yeah, it's just a, a chance for people that get a lot of city people that would never have a chance, some to be around animals, but to actually get up and close to these greyhounds and learn about the breed and see whether they are actually suitable for them as family pets. And speaking of Gap, there's another adoption day coming up? Yes, on Saturday the 6th of October, there'll be more than 40 dogs up for adoption at Sandown. So let's hope we can get all those yeah. some new homes. All right, that's the news of the week. Let's go have a chat to our first guest, David Wilcox. RSN 927's Talking Greyhounds with Simone Fisher. And joining me now is David Wilcox, who trained his first city winner, and it happened to be on Nationals Night. Good morning, David. Good morning, Simone. How are you today? Oh, I'm very well, thank you. Can you tell us about that win on Nationals Night? It must have been a pretty exciting time for you. Uh, it, was. it was certainly a great night to go to. We, we nominated for the, uh, for the reason of going to Nationals Night. We uh, love our dog racing, and we take the kids and enjoy ourselves. And uh, to come home with, with a win, uh, pretty awesome. Pretty awesome with the, with the event. And the greyhound we're talking about is Ice Cold Yug, but you don't have him anymore now, do you? No, he was up for sale for the, the two weeks preluding to that race, and um, we had a buyer uh, the night before the race, uh, Jenny and David Tor in, in Bendigo, and uh, hopefully they'll, they'll have a lot of luck with the dog. I'm sure they will. I know, that, I know they do a terrific job with their greyhounds. Jennifer always has them looking 100%, so I'm sure he's in very good hands. But, David, can you take us way back to the early to mid-80s where it all began, uh, the greyhound racing began for you? Uh, well, I was, a, I was a young boy, about 14, and, and my uncle had a greyhound by the name of Samantha Fox, um, very well-named greyhound. <laughs> yeah, uh, I remember Samantha Fox. I'm showing my age, I know, but I do remember her very well. <laughs> Uh, yeah, she was she was a um, page three girl on the on the British newspapers, and um, our, our girl was named after her. And my uncle actually offered me a quarter share in the dog, and I was only too happy to take it as I was helping him out at the time. And um, yeah, that was the start in greyhound racing. She ended up winning three or four races at Wentworth Park, and and it was a great start. So we had a lot of fun with her. And then you had quite a bit of time off from greyhounds, didn't you? About twenty years. Yeah, we, we bred, bred a couple of litters and um, unfortunately we, we had a few few problems with the litters and I was a bit devastated at the time, so I opted to um, get out of greyhounds but, but still continued to watch them and, and watch breeding and, and racing over the 20 years but just didn't have the time or the money to get involved in the sport again. So it was, it was a hard time but a good time. So, and yeah. And when all the, the live baiting hit a few years ago here... Um, a lot of us that have been in the industry for a long time were running for cover. We were you know, devastated, to say the least. But you saw this as a an opportun- opportunity to get back into the greyhounds, didn't you? And uh, can you tell us how that happened? Well, we, we kind of saw all the all the news coverage and, and the Four Corners uh, show, and, and we realised that greyhound tra- greyhound racing was in a bit of trouble, and, and um, the greyhound didn't really deserve it. It wasn't the, wasn't the animal's fault. Uh, it was it was maybe just the the happenings of of past past uh, trainers and and breeders that done certain things that were you know 
Not favourable. Yeah, not favourable at the time. And, and we saw the opportunity to, to get into the sport and bring a, a lot of new owners into the sport to, to help the Greyhounds out, um, understanding that maybe it could be folding in the next couple of years. We still took the plunge and, and we answered that off the Greyhound data website and picked up a, a brew bitch and, and intended to breed a litter. And that was Senorita Abbey. And she produced eight pups for us. Um, and we initially got uh, 35 owners involved that have never owned a greyhound before in their life. And, and we started from there. It's unbelievable. How did you go about recruiting those people? Because it was a time where people probably really didn't want to know about it. Uh, a, lot, a lot of people were, were not interested in buying greyhounds at the time. However, uh, the 20 years I was out of the sport, I was playing lawn bowls. And we had a lot of um, connections and a lot of friends that we'd, we'd grown over the years. And to say the least, we, we put an ad on Facebook uh, to all the friends and all, all of them come running, basically. So out of, out of the 250 lawn bowling friends we had, um, 35 jumped straight on board and we, we got straight into it. Well, maybe you've missed your calling. Maybe you could be a, a syndication manager or something, David. <laughs> That's a phenomenal effort. We, we did have a great time at the time. Um, syndication was, was only just starting when we first got into it, so um, we just thought we'd have a go and see how we went. And, and lucky enough, we produced um, all, all eight runners to the track. One, unfortunately, died in a racing accident, um, which which set us back a bit. Um, but as we do offer with our with our dogs and th- through friendships, we um, we give the owners of a, of a dog that doesn't win a race or, or happens to not make it to the track another dog. Um, so basically a, a money-back guarantee. Um, and all seven of those dogs won races and three of them won in the city. So we're, we're quite stoked with the, the way it all worked out. So No doubt you would be. And they're unfashionably bred, really, you could say. Ice Trucker is a sire, um, Senora, Senorita Abbey. So the fact that you've got them all to the track and they've won races and uh, you've done such a great job with them, you must be doing something right. Uh, well, we, we've had a lot of people involved with us. Um, originally, Janice Rinaldi, who, who is the owner, Janice and Norm, the owner of Ice Trucker. Uh, we got a th- free service through them. Um, he, he was very well bred and a very good race dog. However, never never got any any success at stud. We actually bred the first litter out of Ice Trucker. We took a chance on him, and, and he's definitely paid dividends. Um, and then we had Kate Gorman rearing all our pups and. And she was fantastic. And, and then on to Kevin McNamara. So we, we basically just went for the best of the best. Um, spared no expense in the rearing and, and, and pre-training and breaking in of our dogs. And, and the, the proof comes with it. They are the best and they deserve their credit. Oh, they certainly do. You've done it the right way for sure. Now, what are your plans for the future, David? Because I know you live on a residential block. So <laughs> whelping litters in the house, um, probably not a long-term plan, I guess. Hopefully not. Hopefully not. We're, we're looking at buying a few, uh, a few acres somewhere um, to, to continue our breeding. We're, we're more into the breeding side of it. We we started training only due to the fact that slow dogs don't really have trainers looking for them. So we sent our good dogs to the good trainers, um, the, the Kenyans down at Geelong, Adrian and, Renee. and his wife, um, Renee. And then we had um, one dog with uh, Kate Gorman. And the rest we've taken on ourselves to train and, and learn. So it was a hard road early days, not knowing anything about the dog. Um, but we've got there and the future plans of breeding. We've, we've got a litter of pups on the ground now. Senorita Abbey's second litter to Blazing Bomber. 
Uh, they look sensational. And we're just about to go to Barsha Bar with the third letter. So onwards and upwards. Oh, look, it sounds that way for sure. If she's produced that, uh, those pups to Ice Trucker, gee, what she can, can she produce to Blazing Bomber and Barsha Bale? We'll um, look forward to finding out, David, and thank you very much for joining us on Talking Greyhounds this morning. No worries, Simone. Enjoy. What's making news around the kennels? They're racing pure both side of again and Betty's Angel flew the boxes. Let Miss Minnie Mouse up to second, third, back to the inside, Laurie Banner. On the turn out of the straight though, Betty's Angel led by two to Miss Minnie Mouse. About six to Laurie Banner, third, going around them right way, followed by Trailer Journey. Out to the tail go Pure Burst, left the dream and runs house as they come up the back straight. And Betty's Angel skipped away, six lengths to Miss Minnie Mouse. Laurie Banner followed by right way, running a bundle to the outside. But Betty's Angel is sweeping away to win the Melbourne Cup by five lengths. And joining me now on Talking Greyhounds is the trainer of Betty's Angel and Miss Minnie Mouse, Paul Bartolo. Good morning, Paul. Good morning, Simone. How long since you've listened to that replay? Oh, a long time. Probably <laughs> eight years. Right. Well, considering it's 12 years this year that uh, Betty's Angel won the Melbourne Cup, do you relive every moment when you hear that? Oh, yeah, yeah. Do, do you butterflies in your stomach? Right, and do you do you get that same feeling as when they were going into the first turn when she jumped to the front? Do you, do you, does it just take you back a moment in time? Yeah, it does. It does. Like as soon as she jumped, in my head, I said, "Well, she's won this because she she was so strong." Yeah. But I wasn't sure if it was her or not. I was <laughs> in another world, to tell you the truth. <laughs> what did winning the Melbourne Cup mean to you? Oh. Well, it was my dream. Well, I suppose it's everybody's dream to win the Melbourne Cup, but you never think your dreams come true. But it probably didn't sink in for a couple of days. Even when they went over the line, my son was handling Betty and I was handling Miss Minnie Mouse, and I said, did we just win that? <laughs> well, you cornelled it. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, just the feel was unbelievable. Do you look back now, Paul, and it's been coming up 12 years and you realise how hard it is to get a greyhound, A, to get into the Melbourne Cup and B, win one? That's exactly. You've just to, to have a greyhound to win the Melbourne Cup, it's got to have every, 